there! We are talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Today I'm sharing with you a snippet from a group webinar call I did a few months ago where we talk about our body connection. It feels instinctual to disconnect from our bodies, and I want to teach you why. And I also want to start approaching this idea of how we can start connecting with our bodies again, because our body is the seat of our emotion and being connected to it is what we need to do to heal in the way that we want to, to know how to move forward in our lives, and also to give us the information we need to create lives beyond that that we can dream of in this moment. So have a listen and enjoy. What's happening, y'all? Today we're talking about body trust via conscious connection. This is so important. If you have noticed, if you've been with me long enough, you've noticed on some of our calls, I will have you check in with your body to see what comes up, to see if something feels true, right? Checking in with our future selves, checking in in any way is a way for us to tap into our knowing, our deeper knowing. And it will be the key to help you continue to carve out the life that you are so hungry to carve out for yourselves. All right. So here's the problem, y'all. We at birth, I think that we came here connected to ourselves. I think that mind, body, spirit connection was inherent and it was kind of taught out of us. And for some of us, it was like a matter of kind of survival as far as we knew to let that connection be taught out of us. And we may not have even noticed that getting taught out of us because we were told growing up, whether it was in elementary school or junior high or high school, what really creates the certainty that we all want in our lives is the checkboxing and the following the rules. And so as long as we had something mapped out, it felt certain, right? It felt certain and clear. But checkboxing and maps of life doesn't breed certainty. And it, it didn't breed certainty then, even if it felt like it did. All right. We just thought that it did because of what we were told by people that we trusted, right? And so because we trusted people, as kids or adolescents, we may have ignored some cues to follow whatever it was that was taught to us in order to survive and do all the things that we, you know, thought we were here to do. Right. And so I think what happens is it still feels very certain and safe as a kid when we ignore these cues and maybe it didn't for some, it may not have felt safe, but you just felt like it was what you needed to do to survive. Right. To kind of like tap out or disconnect or dissociate from your body, right? And for some of you, you may have still felt some level of connection because of this perceived certainty that you thought that you would have once you've, you know, continue to follow through in whatever part of life that you were following. And so the thing is, is like we start out at birth connected. And then I think at some point, some of us, not everybody, but we disconnect at different times as a matter of survival right? Or safety. And then the reconnection isn't always taught, right? And so when the reconnection isn't taught, we're left floundering, not knowing what to do. And a lot of times we want other humans 
who, you know, they probably have a hard enough time taking care of themselves. We try to get them to provide the safety, certainty, and trust that we so crave. We've been taught that that comes from outside of us. And so we keep looking outside of us. And if we want to tap into the body, a lot of times we're taught that that's just like a little bit too woo, right? So this can be a problem, right? We all want to access support systems, as many support systems as possible when we are healing. And this, you guys, connecting to your body is the big kahuna, all right? We want to know who to trust. We want to know how to trust, especially when our husbands or other people have lied to us in the past. It gets really confusing. So you know that trusting yourself is the key to having everything you want maybe you don't know how you don't know how to get there. And so as we develop and deepen this connection, this mind, body connection, mind, body, spirit connection, learning to trust that is revolutionary. It will change everything. I really do think that we are modern pioneers. Okay. Think of people who have contributed to, you know, this in the past or things like that. Like we are doing the same thing for ourselves that maybe we weren't, wasn't provided to us. Okay. But guess what? We, anything missing or anything that wasn't taught to us as children or as adolescents or early adults, we get to be the person to heal what needs to be healed. And we want that to be in our hands. Right. And so if you feel like you trusted someone else's knowing than your own at some point, and you've continued to follow that, it's okay. It's totally normal. Now what we want to do is take that trusting and that knowing and that certainty that we thought was that we kind of like let someone else carry. We're going to bring that inward. Okay. The goal today is just to get a feel for where you're at and decide if it's working for you or decide if there's more for you, right? For some of you, you're going to learn about this and you're like, yeah, I actually feel like I have a pretty good connection already. Things are good. Maybe there's more. Let's find out. And for some of you, you might think, huh, I do dissociate here and there, or I have in the past, or I don't feel connected. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. So why we don't know how to connect to our bodies? Why don't we know? The reason why, you know, here we are, our natural state was open, abundant, connected. We as babies, we knew when we were hungry, sleepy, and we knew how to communicate it too, right? And then I think it's been trained out of us and we don't know how to tap in or we're afraid to usually just because of some simple thought errors or we worry about what will happen, right? I have a lot of clients who, you know, past and present clients who are afraid to tap into that trusting because they're like, I feel like if I do that, I'll get divorced. So I just don't want to know. I don't want to go there because I might get divorced, right? And that word can be really scary for people. But what we want to know is what if trusting our body and tapping in Retapping into our natural state is the thing that helps us have more clarity behind why we've chosen our marriage, why we're choosing our marriage, right? It may end up having clarity, providing the clarity to help us see that there might be something else out there for us. But I'm telling you, it may feel scary, but then as we approach it, you might be surprised at how, how much of a relief it can be. Okay. So again, a lot of this has been taught out of us by media passed down ideas, ideologies, cultures, things like that. There's a lot of intergenerational stuff that gets passed down, movies and everything like that. And I think for women, it can be really confusing, right? Um, because then we take our beliefs and sometimes we exacerbate them unconsciously. 
And it's hard to know why, like it just, I think it can be hard because I think we're taught to be one thing, but we're taught to be another thing. And sometimes if we don't sit down and think about what's being taught to us by the media or what's being taught to us by cultures and things like that, it can feel impossible to be everything, right? It's like, you want to be a lady, but you want to be this, but if you're this, you can't be this, but guess what? You can be this and this. Okay. Another reason we don't connect to our bodies is it's just like not on our radar. Okay. So I think it's taught out of us. It's confusing and it's just not on our radar. Like we don't even recognize it. That's, it's like a thing that we can tap into. Okay. All right. So why is it the answer? It's the answer because our bodies just know. All right. There are so many books out there that support this too. There are books called your body is your brain, right? So turning inward, tapping in, listening brings so much inside knowledge out. It's incredible. And it's going to help you carve out your motherhood, carve out your womanhood, carve out whatever it is that you're carving out. It is the way to feel that security and trust that you want so badly. Because, you know, I talk about like carving out your life, right? Carving out your unique individual life for you. The thing is like, that's already happening. We just haven't been intentional about it. So now we want to, again, connect things up so that we can continue to be more intentional about where we want to go in our lives and have the courage and the love for ourselves to go there. All right. So a quick example of like listening versus not listening to our bodies. I think this is a really normal one. Um, and I think there's a book called The Body Keeps a Score that can be kind of, it's, it's a pretty, it's kind of a heavy read, but if you're like fascinated by trauma, then you can totally read it. But, you know, my husband was sexually abused as a child and he, when that happened, he started sharing his story with people that he thought would be pertinent to share with or prudent to share with. And there was pushback, right? Pushback. Like usually you get pushback from the people you think the last people you think would push back are usually the first to push back when we start sharing our truth, whether it's you know, sharing something abusive or when we're like stepping into who we want to be. Sometimes the people that we think would be the last ones to push back on, on us are the first. And so just know that's totally okay. People are going to behave the way they want to, to take, keep themselves safe in all their ways. And what we can do is just keep showing up for ourselves and sustain and support and love ourselves. But what I will say, the reason I'm giving this example, anytime he started doubting his story, he would get more anxious. He would get more depressed and his body would just like shut down. It would just be closed off and constricted and tight, right? It knew his body knew. And anytime he like started doubting it in his brain, his body would let him know. And then anytime he started validating himself and validating his experiences, guess what? Anxiety, depression, a lot of stuff went away pretty immediately and things would open up again. So coaching is what helped him start leaning into and trusting that relationship and connection more often. So that's something that, you know, we have maybe done on our calls. Maybe we haven't done it yet, but it is so key to be willing to just check in and see what's there. Okay. All right. So how can we practice this today at home? Before I like totally jump into it, there's this quote between stimulus and response. There is a space in that space is the power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. So when we take the time to pause and check in with our bodies, what that does is it helps stretch out that time between stimulus and response, and it can help us feel a lot better about 
ourselves and it can give us more time to make different decisions that we have in the past. You know, circumstance might be the stimulus and then we have a thought and then we have a feeling and then here's the response. But the thing is, is sometimes when we have like a stimulus and a response, it feels immediate, right? Circumstance, action, right? So like if you think of someone who maybe is addicted to brownies, right? See the cookies, eat the brownies. There's nothing in between, okay? But what I'm offering is that there's generally, if we are willing to take push pause and slow things down, check in with ourselves, we can see what's there, what's in between that stimulus and that response, okay? All right, so the first thing we can do that I think can be really helpful is just drop that manual for ourselves, right? Like we are so good at being hard on ourselves and and how quickly we should be progressing or things like that. And what if we just knew that we were going to figure it out, we were going to be okay, and we're in this for the long run, and we're going to make mistakes, and it's all going to be okay, right? Because the way growth works, y'all, is it's not linear, right? It's not like that ladder behind me, okay? It's going to be kind of a spiral. There's going to be good days. But overall, there's going to be an upward trend, okay? So what if we just like drop our manuals for ourselves, how we should behave, how it should look, and just decide, you know what, I'm in this. I'm going to figure this out, okay? The second thing is, again, like I said, and when I showed you that mo- that um, the model is like, let's take some time in between stimulus and response, right? So that time where, you know, maybe your husband says the words and then you get really pissed, right? It's like, oh, he made me mad, right? But there's something in the middle there, right? Or husband looks, husband tells you he looked at porn, And then, you know, what people tell me sometimes is they immediately feel this like visceral response. We want to take some time and examine what's there, what's in our body. Why is there a visceral response, right? Because that visceral response, those physical sensations can be a feeling line of the model, or they could be an action line of the model. And we can, if we take some time, we can work ourselves back up to see what thought is driving the feeling and the visceral response, right? Whatever physical sensations we start noticing, right? Sometimes we might feel anxious or like, or we might start feeling like our heart beating quickly or our chest tight, right? And so taking time between that stimulus and response can be so key. And it's a way of developing and deepening that relationship of trust with our bodies. And sometimes when we see what thought is making us feel those visceral responses that almost feel immediate. What we recognize by slowing down is like, oh, is this thought even true? Maybe I used to think it was true, but is it true today? What am I missing? What else is there, right? So that is so key and it's like an act of love. Like I just think it's so empowering to do that for yourself, okay? The third thing is to ask your body what it needs right now. All right. What do you need right now? This is so beautiful and it's so impactful. And if you're willing to pause, it's like another way of pausing. You can pause and check in with yourself, right? What's there? What do you need? I do this with food sometimes. I do this with lots of things. And I just decide, I've just decided that my body almost always knows. Okay. It takes a little, it's a little bit of like a skill, developing a mental skill set, but I'm telling you, It is the key to deepening that relationship of trust and your body. Like our bodies are for sure one of our best friends. They really are. 
Like they are there for us on the hard days, the easy days. They grow with us. They shrink with us. Their systems are just working nonstop to support and sustain us. So why not like connect ourselves to all of that and see what it means so that we can make it work even more for us, right? Okay, the next one is sensitization practice. Okay, so there are books out there that say that we've almost trained natural movement out of our bodies, right? Even when we're exercising, we're using like these trained movements, right? Just trained stuff. And if you think about like natural caveman stuff, right? They're probably like sitting and squatting and like lunging and doing all the things. Like the way you see like your kids play, like my kids are like leaping up and down the hallways. They're spinning, they're jumping, they're jumping off chairs. Like to me, that is natural movement. Okay. So this is kind of like, this might be the beginning for you to start kind of like toying with this idea, but there's this idea of like sensitization practice where you can like just be on a mat for 10 minutes and have some quiet instrumental music and just ask your body over and over, like, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need right now? How do you, how do I need to move? Right. And you might notice a physical sensation here. Right. And you can just ask like, what is this? How does this need to move? Right. And you could kind of just rotate things. So many different ways to like develop this out. But I like to think that it's a very, it's a way to be very connected with ourselves. And it's another way to be really present in the present moment. So we can know what we need right now. Right. And so behind all of this is, you know, this fierce desire to show up and love ourselves the way that we want to feel loved. Right. And if we are seeking that from outside sources until we develop that love and trust within, we're never going to fill it from the outside unless we choose to create that for ourselves first. Okay. And I can tell you, like when my husband was sick, I told him like up and down, like, Hey, you're amazing. You're this, you're this, you're this. Don't you see it? Don't you see it? Until he started to see it for himself. He, he just didn't believe me and that's totally okay. All right. And then, you know, again, when we notice physical sensations or we notice emotions in, in our body, it's all about pushing pause. You get to be the coach of your life, right? If you were like the coach watching a basketball team, you would call timeouts, right? If they're like stumbling and tripping and falling and, and not making baskets and things like that, you know, are you going to just let them keep stumbling and doing the same things over and over? Are we going to push pause, take a break, analyze a little bit and just like tweak, tweak, right? We just want to keep fine tuning. And that's why the model can be really impactful for that. Okay. So again, doing this is a way for you to become the CEO of your life, right? So let's cultivate curiosity so that we can take empowered action, open ourselves up from a space of self-compassion. And that is how we can keep becoming the CEOs of our life. Okay, take care. Have a wonderful day. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us. Whether it's for both of you or just yourself, you'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. 
Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey. 